Welcome to the Guest X Podcast, where my co-host Brian O'Malley and I uncover the latest technologies and human-driven initiatives that are raising customer expectations and forever changing how we define customer experience across a host of industries. If you are passionate about creating incredible content and unique experiences, join us as we talk to leading product and experience experts across the globe and learn about how today's most successful brands are setting themselves apart from the competition. Welcome to the Guest X Podcast. It's a beautiful Friday. It's getting a little cooler in Destin, Florida. My co-host, Mr. Guest Experience, Brian Hamawi, a little under the weather and is really the team player today. He's being the team player. How you doing? You feeling okay? You gonna, you gonna make it through this? I could, I, you know what? I couldn't let us down today. I had, <laughs> we had a cool guest on yeah. and uh, I didn't want to pass up this opportunity because this guy's always busy. So getting him on the show, it's one of those situations. You, you just you, don't miss it. You sound like you're somebody who we should like build a statue. Of, like you've gone to war for your people or something. Like you're just going to power through it. I am going to power through. You're here for the listeners. You're here for the industry. For you, Matt. For for me. Yeah, for your co-host. I am excited. This is, uh, we were talking before we got on, somebody that you've spent a little bit more time with at some of the shows. I haven't gotten to spend as much time with, but it's uh, somebody who can speak really intelligently to a topic that I think is fascinating, which is the this merging of uh, lodging types. Lodging vertical, you know, and, and I've been saying this for a while. I think we're we're working towards a, I think, an environment where the type of lodging is really irrelevant. We don't refer to them as vacation rentals or hotels or short-term rentals or what have you, but it's more about wh- what are the features you're looking for that fits best the trip you're planning, if it's a business trip, a family trip, a leisure trip. And, um, and so I, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. So should we? Yeah, you? let's well, let's go, let's get let's into it. In. Get into so it. We have uh, Steve Turk on the show. For those of you that don't know him, he has over 20 years of uh, experience in in our industry, in the hospitality industry, uh, especially in the restaurant, hotels, vacation rentals, and hospitality startups. He's born and raised in Miami, Florida, so he's a paisano of mine. Uh, <laughs> Steve, welcome to the show. We are really excited to have you. Well, Brian, first off, thanks for making it on the show, man. I know it took yeah. a lot to get here. I appreciate you. You make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, don't, don't feed him anymore. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'm excited to be with you all. I'm happy to talk about anything you all want to talk about today. Yeah. So actually, let's let's start with um, give us a little bit of your introduction for those listeners that have never heard of you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, what you do, and uh, why you're so important in our space. Well, I don't know how important I am, but I'll give you the download here is, you know, I was lucky enough to have, my dad's a fantastic attorney and he represented big hotels here in Miami, Miami Beach that I was growing up. So I just remember hanging out at the Fontainebleau and his best friend was the hotel manager. So we got to hang out there all the time. So for me right there, I caught that bug. I was like 10 years old, be able to watch any pay-per-view movie and getting amenities sent to the room and swimming in this giant pool. So fell in love with hospitality at that young age, got into it. Started at the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel, grew through that company, bounced around some five-star properties, all in Miami Beach, all different kind of style hotels, um, and then caught the entrepreneur bug um, back in 2014 and started a staffing company of all things. Uh, I built that to 750 people, 
and it was just crazy business. Hated every minute of it the last year and got lucky enough that a company bought it out of New York and was like, it's all yours. Went back to hotels and every day I wrote, I'm going to become an iconic or general manager of an iconic Miami Beach resort. Then the pandemic hit and life got really hard for people working in hotels. And I was like, you know what? I want to try something different. And one of my very good friends was running a vacation rental company. And we said, let's partner up. We joined together and now we've got Tangy Management where we've got 48 homes that we manage. Um, I also started a hospitality consulting company. So helping out the hotels that I know inside and out. So working with four great hotels here in Miami Beach mm. and Miami. And then starting a media company, kind of like you guys, right? We're starting this media company. We've got the podcast, the newsletter going, which I love doing, all focused on hospitality. So that's really the 30-second download of, of who I am. That's pretty awesome, Steve. So the let's, convergence. Let's talk a little bit about what's that? The convergence, yeah, of the of the two industries there is not a lot of people have experience in both who can speak intelligently, right? About both. Mm -hmm. That's that's really cool. And it's I, actually I think when I have this well, they're, Yeah, they're very people in, in our industry that actually have that kind of experience. So, I mean, you know, coming from both worlds, um, especially because we have so many listeners on the vacation rental side, what are your thoughts on how we're doing vacation rentals compared to hotels? Are our experience meeting expectations? Are, is our technology up to par? Um, how, how are we doing? Look, I think vacation rentals are doing very well in creating the experience that people want. They want their own personalized experience. So you can choose the kind of vacation you want. Do you want to go in a mountain and a chalet? You can be there. Do you want to be in a studio in Soho, New York? You can live that life. So you get to choose what you want. The part where I think we have some work to do is getting these hosts to follow the standards that people expect when you're traveling. Now, there's a lot that do a great job. You know, Brian, you do an awesome job. There's others that listen to this. I'm sure you all do a good job doing your thing, but there's others that take advantage and don't really care. They take your money and you don't hear from them. And I had that problem. That's actually why I got back in the vacation when I was in Asheville, North Carolina, spent a ton of money on one of these mountain homes, ton of issues in the house. Couldn't get a hold of anybody on your own. I was like, man, we just got to do this better because people dropping this could rent a suite at the St. Regis kind of money, right? And yeah. You're not getting any service. So that's when I teamed up with uh, Victor Feria, um, who we worked with together at my staffing company, of all things, <laughs> to do Tangy Management. So we really focus on really bringing those standards up um, across vacation rentals. But I think technology in vacation rentals is ahead of hotels, more flexible. <laughs> um, and you see hotels stealing some of that, right? Like the texting uh, between front desk agents is happening in hotels now. Keyless entry stuff is starting to happen more and more in hotels. Uh, personalized experiences where you can build your own trip within the hotel is starting to happen at some luxury hotels. So, you know, it's all mixing together. And I think it's going to happen more and more as the customer really drives what kind of vacation or trip they want to have. We've talked a lot about the hurdles of why what you just described is the case. And, and I think it's like a lot of things. It's a complicated issue. Um, we talk about education there are now, you know, some decent sized associations, conferences, uh, independent groups that are trying to bridge a little bit of that education gap. So you have that. I, I think we've talked about the infancy of the industry, especially in the U.S. You know, these things happen. Lack of regulation, proper regulation. 
you know, sometimes mm-hmm. the pendulum swings too far. What, what do you think? I think everyone would agree. I don't think I, I, I think we'd be hard pressed to bring somebody on who goes, what he just said is wrong. We're, we're killing the, the we're meeting all guest expectations and those type of things. But what are the two or three, maybe top things that we need to address first that will, we'll get it, you know, where we'll see the biggest movement in, in the issues that you kind of bring up there. Look, I think it's the rookies that start, right? They haven't put the reps in and all of a sudden they think that they can run a hospitality company, right? Because you like, oh, I'm going to do this Airbnb arbitrage. And I saw this YouTube video. I'm just going to rent this place, put some furniture and put it out there. But as soon as that toilet clogs or the sheets have stains on them and they want that replaced, today or there's an infestation of bugs that they weren't expecting right right they don't know how to handle it and they're just stressed out like ah this guy's bothering me on my my time off but your job is to take care of the person who's staying with you and so without that practice and i don't know how you get those in without just starting maybe it's like any job you explore if you like it first but i can i know that there's countless individuals who have listening that you started that airbnb company or the vacation rental company and all of a sudden, you're like, do I really want to be on call 24 seven? Cause you don't have the volume to outsource a lot of this stuff yet. And that's where people get in trouble. That's what I think puts the bad name on some of the vacation rental companies that are doing it the right way because mm-hmm. they had one bad experience at some rookie's house. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting, it's an interesting um, point. And I think you know, the evolution over the last 10 years, vacation rentals in general has just changed. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that's happened is technology has played a very, very big part in this. COVID actually played a massive part in the change in, in our industry, uh, where guest expectations are very different and our homeowner expectations are very different. Yes. One of the things that we talk about a lot, Steve, is is on the educational side, but it's being able to keep up with industry trends. And, and I feel like we talk a lot about education, but we don't have really a way to keep up with times. Like we don't have the resources to look at somebody and say, hey, this is happening. How do we keep up? You know, if you were to start a property management company Mm -hmm. and you said to somebody, you know, these are the essential things that you need to look to, or here are the people that you need to look at. Do you feel that we have those resources at hand? And what would be those first two or three things that you would say they need to implement or look to to be a successful property manager? Those are great questions. And you know, off the top of my head, the first thing that I would tell someone to do is call someone like you or someone that's already in the industry for a certain amount of time and say, hey man, can I just shadow you for a day? You know, maybe I'll even, maybe I'll work for you for a day. I'll give you some free labor. Just understand that part of the business mm-hmm. to really see what goes into it. And then we need people like you and I to be able to say, yeah, yeah, man, I'll give you some time. I'll talk to you. And I'm sure you find yourself doing it where people are just calling for, free advice because they're trying to figure it out. You think it might be a property you're going to sign, but I give them that time um, just because I know it's like giving someone the playbook. Here's the playbook, but can you actually run the place? Right. So I'm happy to, to walk them through a certain amount of that. The other is, you know, once you get some, listen to podcasts, like what we're all putting out there, I think is a great place to listen. I think like, you know, you have it. Will Slickers does a great job. There's a ton of others that really interview a lot of the vacation rental industry. And I learned a lot as I was getting back into it because I was a rookie at one point, but I had the hotel background to really be able to understand what we needed to do. But listening to those podcasts really helps. And then third is, you know, I would tell you 
you got to understand the costs of doing business the right way. So you can, if you're going to master lease a place, do it the right way. Or if you're going to manage an owner's home saying, these are the standards you need to meet as an owner, if you want to work with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think if you can do those three things, you'll have a good shot of starting off pretty good. The, I think to the industry you know, of hotels and something, you know, a lot more than I do about, mm-hmm. I, uh, don't know if you know, but I started as an, I'm a recovering attorney. So your dad will know all about that, but um, and my wife and my wife and your wife. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. And yeah. my wife. It, yeah. I know every, okay. Everybody's wives. Everybody's wives and, but, but, uh, married up. We married up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> the, uh, but you know, and I did a bunch of work for Starwood in their W concept uh, for a number of years. But I wonder when I think about that industry, Consolidation did a lot for systematizing, you know, the, the, and, and standardizing is probably the right word, certain levels, certain expectations, um, how business was ran. Do you think that what we're seeing a little bit, that the consolidation trend now in vacation rentals, is that one way that we work towards a little better consistent guest experience. I mean, does some of this just come from, again, infancy of an industry as the Marriott homes and villas, you know, start to get more and more traction that they're driving that and, and and maybe more hoteliers get into this space. Is that also kind of part of just working through the kinks? I think so. But you also have to be careful, like what you mentioned with the Starwood, when you have that much consolidation, then you have these corporate layers that get put on top and stop the entrepreneurial mindset from really mm-hmm. pushing things forward. And so mm-hmm. it can get dangerous quickly, I would say, because I've worked in companies that started as, hey, bring your best ideas and we're going to create these awesome things at this property. And then a corporate layer comes in and said, no, 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 you can't do that because the hotel in Denver can't match that level of service. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, so you want me to tone down how good I'm doing because the hotel in Denver can't? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so these are real conversations that I've had in, in rooms where like, we're not doing that. And then you get in trouble and, you know, they threaten you and you tone it down. And so I, I hope that mm. doesn't happen in some of those companies because you want people creating and continuing to develop what that experience should look like. But yes, you, we need more standards. And I don't know how you do it because it's so hard to run true vacation rental standalone homes across a big area because you need people inspecting these homes before people check in. It can't just be a housekeeper checking off on an app saying I cleaned it because you didn't look under the bed or touch the countertop or, you know, see if there was batteries in the remote control. That's the challenge of, I don't have a good answer for that yet. That's why we've stayed pretty regional and we're testing some things out now in South Carolina Hmm. uh, to see if we can do that. But that's the, that's the challenge. It's a, it's a high touch business that people want to do asset light and not have as many layers in. So it's a fine line that I'm trying, we're, we're, we're figuring it out right now. Brian. Yeah. I mean, are there elements that you could take in? Like, for example, the linens are, are a really, really good example. You know, linens tend to be, I don't know, for my cleaners, they, it was one of the highest, biggest pain points. It's also a very expensive exercise if you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. But are there elements inside of a vacation rental that we can identify and say, okay, let's standardize these few things across the board. And then the guests are going to recognize that as a standard without going crazy. Because I think one of the things that you mentioned is, is very true. Destination by destination, everything changes. So you can't implement and standardize absolutely everything. Um, but I do feel that there are 
certain amenities inside of a house that can can get us to a place where we can be competitive with hotels and start to make guests feel uh, more comfortable about staying with us. Look, I think it's expected par levels of stuff, right? So linens is a great example. And, you know, there's companies that have headaches with it. And we started this way, but we fixed it is, hey, that linen is dirty. The housekeeper's there. They can't use it. The backup is dirty and the, there is no other backup, right? So then we started adding three part everywhere and that problem went away. And guest scores went up because the first thing guests are looking at is, is my bed clean? And if they see a spot, it's like, oh my God, someone died in this bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And so once you start fixing those little things, it works. If I open the cupboard, do I see a mishmash of different cups from McDonald's and Burger King? And like, you know, or is it someone you can just, it's easy. You go on Amazon basics. If you need, you don't have to do anything fancy and it matches. Yeah. Right? Does a TV work? Am I getting actual channels or do you put a fire stick in here? I don't know how to use, right? It's basic things that I think travelers are getting used to from their home. Like, if, am I going to get what I have at home somewhere I'm going? And that's, the hotels have that problem too, right? It's so hard to access Netflix in a hotel because a lot of the hotels haven't updated their TVs for, for so long. So it's on both sides. It's, there's challenges, but I think in the vacation rental, it's really telling your team like, these are the part levels of stuff you have to have. If you don't have it, I'll get it to you quick somehow and setting that up. And I think that just, that solves all the headache there. And you save on labor because they're not running around doing things two or three times. Is that an expectation that we should be setting up with our owners too? I feel like a lot of property managers, you know, they're, they're treading really lightly around their owners to be able to get things done. We're scared of them, right? I mean, they're at the end of the day, the bill goes to them if something needs to be replaced or updated in many instances. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, we take some of that that responsibility on and invest in the properties just so we don't have that kind of friction with our owners that we're constantly asking them for something new. But do you think that's some, maybe through education possibly, or yeah. setting up the expectation from the very beginning that things work, work in a certain way and our expectation is, is X to be able to deliver Y? Yes. And... It's hard to do when you're starting out because you want to grow the company and you get nervous to say, oh, I don't want to upset this potential you know, client and they're going to go find somebody else who doesn't give them a hard time. But we started this at I don't know, 20-some properties and we decided, look, we need owners that want to be true partners and are going to be professionals. And we set the tone. We need to use these linens. These linens are hotel linens. They're going to last three times as long Yes, they cost a bit more, right? But you have to use these if you want to work with us. You have to have these things in the kitchen and we're going to source them from hotel partners because they're commercial grade and they're not going to break and ship and fall apart. And we're going to tell you, you need to mentally prepare to put 5% of your money away each year to renovate and update the place because we're going to churn and burn. It's not like people treating this like a regular house. We need that money to buy a new couch maybe if we need to, or replace some plates. So they're not shocked when we say, hey, we need this every quarter. Mm-hmm. So it's helped us tremendously. And it's hard, you know, we have these conversations where, oh, we like that house, but this guy doesn't want to put the money in and we know it's going to be a headache. You know those owners, yep. right? And we, listen, there was a property I really wanted. And as soon as we met with the owner, he was trashing the other property manager in front of us. But the property manager is doing all the right things. Like, can you believe he asked me 
to get this much linen and this many plates and to do this. Like, yeah, we can. That's what needs to get done. <laughs> We're about to. And we told so them. Get ready. We told yeah. them. Absolutely. Yeah. And we told them and we had to have a tough conversation, Victor and I, because we really thought we could get into that space. I don't want to say where it is, but we could have grown in there. And it was a hard decision. And we said no, because we knew it was going to be a bigger headache than we needed. So one of the questions I have, I brought this up. I was at the Streamline Conference a couple of weeks ago, sitting on a panel. And, and I wonder, some of this, I think, is coming from how we're valued right now as a company or as individual companies. Right? And so you've got Vacas out there talking about, here's how much each contract is worth. And so, of course, that's going to drive the emphasis on how many contracts do you have. But if you look at, and again, these are these aren't. I'm not saying that they, that they're perfect examples, but lar larger companies in hospitality, part of that valuation too is on what guest what what guest loyalty do you drive. So, are your guests actively engaged? with your brand. So are the people coming to my, because, and I made this argument, if you have, if you own your gas, you will never want for properties to manage. I promise you. Right. But somehow in this industry, we've allowed that. And I think part of it is, you know, you've got um, this battle between Expedia and everybody's hearing about an Airbnb and they're fighting for who can have the most inventory and everything else. But if you even think about Airbnb, They've really taken the position that if we, if if we own the the guest loyalty, the online traffic's loyalty, we can impose whatever rules we want, and you guys are gonna you're gonna you're gonna complain and everything else, but at the end of the day, you're gonna fall in line because we own the guest. I think maybe we we need to approach this, Steve, from from almost that angle of saying, look, mm -hmm. I've got to own these guests, and the rest of it will take care of itself. Yeah. Look, I think it's great to think that way and you need to push it. It's the same thing in hotels. I was at a, in a hotel, yeah. I'll give this example, as an executive. So there's only two there that you can look at, but we had a battle with booking.com. They wanted to raise the fee and we said, you know, we're not going to do it as a whole company, right? Yeah. And two months later, we were back on booking.com because sales dropped, right? And so you depend on those channels because people, they have the marketing budget to pump out commercial after commercial. And yeah, once you get them in your hotel, do as best you can to make them that. But I don't know, I don't know the percentages, but if you're a listener, unless you really have a favorite hotel, you're going online on Google and checking hotels to see which hotel has the best rate and you're going to book that place and that destination. A lot of times. Yeah. I'm not going to say all because yeah. I I'm I love certain brands and I'll go there. But vacation rentals, I mean, what brands do you know? You know Sonder, Vacasa, what other brands are big that we talk about? Like locally, there's Sextant, but if someone's saying, hey, I can't wait to go back to Miami to stay at a Sextant house, I don't, I don't know. Right. Like you can make it look real good with reviews on Airbnb and, and you're you know, getting back to those people that are asking questions fast. I think you can capture more business that way. I just, it's hard. It's hard right now. I would love to say yes. And we're pushing for it because we're putting all these standards in place and all these amenities and, and things to hopefully get them to stay with us. And it happens because they like that house. Yeah. And they want that house. I, and I know Brian, uh, Brian, I know you've got an opinion because this is something you're pretty passionate about. So, and I agree with you, Steve, I think it is really hard. The, the two things I would say though, one is I think particularly in leisure markets, mm -hmm. you've got the benefit of the market itself. You know, when I got into this industry, 
I remember meeting with some property managers who would talk about their brand. And I, of course, came from the restaurant space at the time in Argonne Capital. And we were IHOP and all. I'm like, I was thinking, you don't have a brand. But then right. what I realized is they do. They've got a brand for the people who want to, who stay, who go to Destin, Florida. So our, our client, I use her all the time, Jeannie Daly. Newman Daly's got 250 rentals, you know, or so, you know, somewhere, but along the Emerald Coast. And mm -hmm. she built vacation rentals in this industry. People who travel to Destin and stay in Destin know Newman Daly. It right. is, it's, it's an iconic brand in this area. And I started to realize that's what they mean by a brand. And so I think if you can own your space and for the people who now, I think to your point earlier, can you scale that nationally? You're right. I don't think my parents, if I asked them, Hey, you know, uh, have you ever heard of Vacasa? They'd be like, what? Right. Or Sonder or any of the names, you, you know, V trips. But in the one or two markets that they routinely go back to, they know the companies in those markets. But Brian, I think then that goes to the scalability question is, is, is that scalable? And I think that's what, even though we've had a lot of, a lot of the money that's poured into this industry are still asking themselves, even if it's behind closed doors, is how scalable is this business model? I don't know. I mean, scalability ultimately depends on on the company's vision. What, what are they trying to achieve with it? Because you can scale. You know, we've got a few companies here in Orlando that have scaled to a thousand properties, twelve hundred properties, and that's enough. You don't have to go outside of this area and live really well and consider that a national company. I mean, they represent vacation rentals really well here. I think if, if that's the goal of the company, it's understanding your business model and what you're trying to achieve. If you want to complicate it and become a reputable national uh, brand in multiple destinations, that exercise becomes very difficult. I mean, I look at Vacasa and, and yes, I think it's a recognizable brand, but it's a recognizable brand within our industry. I don't know yeah. about outside of our industry. I know Vacasa because I'm a property manager. I've been in the industry for almost 20 years and we talk about them all the time because they've had so much success getting into markets. But if you talk to the regular customer, whether it's, you know, a, a grandma and grandpa that have been using vacation rentals for the last 15 years, or even a younger generation now using Airbnb, I don't actually know that they know what Vacata is. I think the brand ends up becoming the, the site that they're booking through, your Airbnb and, and VRBO. And then we become secondary. And then, like Steve said, the exercise is then getting them to book or rebook through our properties. But I still don't know that they recognize us as a brand. Steve, um, one way the hotels have had some success with this is the loyalty programs. And, and mm -hmm. Brian's probably thinking, here we go again, but Matt, Matt Loney on these, but I, sure. I keep thinking, cause you asked, you know, do I don't have a favorite hotel brand, but I always stay with a Marriott Bonvoy because I value, and it's interesting. I, I wrote a little LinkedIn piece on everyone always thinks that the value of loyalty programs is points. So I can buy something for me. It's, it's about earning the, the nice little, the late checkouts, the, if you didn't give me any points, but I could earn little extras that I like, that would be enough for me. And that's Delta and Marriott. So is there, is there, when we think about owning the gas or better controlling kind of, you know, our, our gas is, is loyalty program something that would work in this industry? I think like a Brian said, if you're in a certain, like in Orlando and you have a thousand homes, 
you might be able to create something that drives that. But even, even like a standalone home, I'm thinking about this home I booked in, in Jupiter, Florida, on the beach, Hobie Sound. I still have great memories of that house and I would book it again. And if they would have left me a little tag in there with a bottle of wine that said, hey, next time you want to book, you get 15% off with this code, I would do it. So I think there's things that we can do in vacation. We're testing it now for vacation rentals to get them to book back with us. Yeah. And I agree with you with points. Not not every hotel company has it. So like my last one at Lowe's, my beach hotel, there, you know, we didn't have one, but we got and fought to get into with American Express and their fine hotels and resorts because they had their points that they could use with us. And that drove gigantic business. And I'm one of those <laughs> people. If I'm looking for a hotel, I want to use my American Express because I know I'm going to get those benefits. Oh, yep. So it's how do you tap into that in our industry is going to be hard if we're a small regional player. Maybe you could get something going. I don't know that answer, though. But I think we ha- we can do a lot once they book because I think I know for a lot of people will say, hey, I'm, I'm in, let's go to Miami Beach. I'm going to get an Airbnb and we're going to go there. Right. And that's the term. Yeah. But once they're there with you, if you crush it and they had a good time. And you have enough branding in there, they'll book with you next time because we've seen that. So hmm. it has to get more of that in our industry. And I think you'll see more and more loyalty that way because you took good care of them and they created good memories with you. So I think that's a really good point. I think, um, you know, I, I started thinking back through my travels, loyalty points and all of this kind of stuff. And one hotel jumps out very clear in my mind and it's in Mexico. We, we, we do a lot of all inclusives every year. We try to do one or two with a family. And there's one particular brand that just did a phenomenal job of the experience of the hotel. Forget the loyalty program because they didn't really implement loyalty that well, but the actual experiences, I, we stayed at this hotel and then we tried a few other brands. And although that hotel was twice as expensive as the other ones, the, ex- the experience itself is going to drive me to go back to that hotel. And I think about vacation rentals, and I think it's a very similar exercise, which is we don't have the capacity right now to do loyalty programs as an industry-wide type of situation. But what we do have is on a local level, we might be able to implement certain things that you're saying. But beyond that, implementing a guest experience that people will want to return for. And if you can achieve that, then you've got the book direct program nailed down. I don't okay. care if they book, you know, if they will not go to Airbnb, they will go back to you. Because the exercise of trying to find that property again in Airbnb is difficult. But if if you can present yourself well enough that the guests can find you is easily for that same experience, they will come back to you. So I think ultimately it just comes back to how well can you execute your guest experience. Yeah, and it works. If you do some comeback discounts in there or some kind of do this and you get this while they're there and you did a good job, they will come back. It, it's clear. Yeah, that's it. It's just really interesting. So last question, I know we're getting late here, Steve. As we think about the guest experience, how much of it is outside you know we spend a lot of time at explorey in particular taught you know thinking about getting you know getting outside the four walls of the home right brian and i also though both you know brian had developed some technology a while back that was really one of the first kind of guest apps in room um guest apps that kind of helped people try to manage you know what to do in the area and things like that it's hard 
So I feel like there's this balance of how far do we need to help them plan and enjoy the area they're coming to see, but then you can't overextend because if so, you're not going to be able to do it maybe very well. And then you, then it's almost worse than if you've just done nothing at all. But as you think about outside of your properties in your vacation rental business, how much are you guys trying to impact their overall experience in Miami or in that market they're going to? So what we are, I think there's two things to this. First, it depends on the kind of property, right? So because some properties are the destination. Yeah. That is where that's they a good be. point. It's a really right? good point. I want to yep. be like I bring out that house in Jupiter that I don't want to leave that right. house. No, I want to be on the yep. beach with my pool and the hot tub. And this is my destination for the next four days. Yeah. I'm not leaving here. Okay. However, in that house, can I make their experience a little bit better by bringing in some local treats, right? Like, Hey, here's a local chocolatier, a local something that I can bring into you or, Hey, you know, you may want to paddleboard. We, we heard you like paddleboarding when we were checking you in. Here's a paddleboard that's here on the property. Something that talks to that, what they want to create at that house or that property. Now cities, I think when you're staying more in that one bedroom, two bedroom studio is more of this is where we're sleeping. The city is the amenity. And that was something I learned at, when I worked at the Delano Hotel in Miami Beach. The rooms were tiny. And the way it was sold was the room is where you sleep. The rest of the hotel is your amenity. And they made that space beautiful and made it that way. So it's how do you think of things that way? And, you know, like I just had a call with Bird Scooters. They're trying to get in with vacation rentals because it's private property. So they don't have to deal with the public doing it. And they can have these scooters that are available for you. Um, there's other companies now that are trying to do... Um, like in-room amenities, but you get to select what you want and they'll deliver it to the property, right? In, in boxes. So I think there's ways to customize the experience. And also when you're coming to the city, you know, Airbnb talks about doing their experience program. They're going to fire it up even more. They're investing a lot of money again because people want those things. So if you came to Miami and I can get you to a restaurant that I've made a deal with that I know is good, maybe I can help impact that. Yeah. Right. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, I think it's I think some of it is about attaching your brand also to those some of those iconic either experiences or uh or other brands in the area. Yeah, that you that makes we'll a lot well of sense. That, that won't embarrass you. It's like if you stay right, in our house, right. I know that the iconic ball and chain on Calle Ocho is going to be a great time for you. Right. Yep. And I trust those owners and it's a spot that you're not going to get robbed or drugged. Right. <laughs> right. So you're going to do great there. Um, but there's people that would just take money from anybody and they're putting things with their guests and then they have a terrible time and they remember that, Hey, Tangy suggested that. And that was awful. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the risk. I mean, that is, yeah. you gotta be, if you're going to do it, you gotta be careful about where you're sending people because now it's, you know, Hey, you recommended this. We would not have gone there if it weren't you didn't for, and yeah. So there's, yeah. 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 But for you telling me this was awful. So that's the, that's the risk. Is how involved do you want to get in their stay? Each yeah. guest is different. And I think you're going to see that more and more is what's happening in hotels too, is personalizing their stays. You know, Steve, really appreciate your time. Um, you know, Brian, I'm not sure if you noticed, there's a calm about Steve. I think that comes from someone who has worked in the hotel or hospitality industry because, you know, in the middle of chaos, which is, as you know, hospitality, you, there has to be a certain level of calm 
it was one of the things I, I figured out early on in my life that I was not built to run restaurants uh, because it is an organized chaos in restaurants. And I kind of, you know, I rode the roller coaster of, and you'd get to the end of the night and you're like, I just can't do this every day. Uh, but uh, so it's something I, I just noticed. I, I appreciate it. Steve, thank you so much for, for joining us. I think some really cool ideas and just thoughts about where we're headed here. So thank you. No, thanks, Steve. It's a pleasure. I enjoy talking with you gentlemen anytime. If you need anything here in Miami, you let me know. I will. Trust me. That's it for this week's episode of Guest X. Be sure to sign up for our email list at guestxpodcast.com. That's guest, the letter X, podcast.com. And follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. He is Mr. Guest Experience, Brian O'Malley. And I'm Matthew Loney signing off and reminding you to always create a customer experience worth talking about. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.